the text that calls for our attention this Holy Good Friday evening is our reading from John 18 and 19 of the Passion of our Lord Jesus, and particularly these verses from John 19, verses 28 and following. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. And when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It is the first miraculous sign to which the Gospel of John wishes to draw our attention. Jesus is attending a wedding with his mother, and he is informed about the lack of wine at that wedding. After discussing the matter with his mother, Jesus provides. He turns to some water nearby, and he turns it into wine. And when he does, the people at the wedding reception are amazed. They're not amazed simply that there is more wine available, but they are amazed that it is the best wine that has been served all night. This is so true that we are told that the master of the feast calls to the bridegroom and marvels at what has happened. He says, you have saved the good wine until now. Yes, in that, the first miraculous sign of Jesus, the best of wine, was saved for the last. It is the last and the greatest miraculous sign that John draws us to in his gospel. Jesus is hanging upon his cross. His mother is still there, though she is beneath the cross in agony. His body has been beaten. His spirit they have tried to crush. His strength is gone. His tongue sticks to the roof of his mouth due to the utter lack of hydration. As the psalmist had prophesied many years before, Jesus was there laid into the dust of death. His whole frame was like a piece of brittle pottery that had been broken and left to dry up out in the summer's rays. On the occasion of this miraculous sign, wine was present again. We heard about it in our gospel reading. Jesus takes a drink of wine that was offered to him when he cried out of thirst. But what can be said about the quality of this wine? Was this parched prisoner offered the best of wine on his last night? as he had offered the best of wine to those people at the wedding reception years before? Well, no. Instead, the wine that he was offered was the kind of wine that common soldiers would drink only to keep themselves satiated. It was not sweet, like you might suppose the wine at Cana was, but it was sour in every sense. It was the kind of wine that Jesus had to drink in his last hour. It was the wine that he was drinking when he uttered the words, It is finished. 
as he breathed his last breath with the sour taste of that wine in his mouth. Tonight we gather on this day that we deem Good Friday to remember that moment that occurred during the most important event in human history. We call this day good because we understand that in and of ourselves we deserve nothing good within the cup that we should drink, but that yet we have been given the sweetest wine ever crafted to drink because of what Jesus did on that first Good Friday. Yes, we confess that we receive this delightful drink solely because Jesus was willing to drink of the sour wine. And when I say that he drank of the sour wine, I speak both literally and figuratively. For as we heard, he did take a drink of that sour wine that surely accomplished nothing for him but mockery brought to his thirst. But this drink was also symbolic. It was symbolic of all of the things that Jesus had to drink in during his life and especially during his suffering and death. He not only tasted those bitter, crushed grapes when he drank that wine on the cross, but he tasted throughout his life the sour and the sarcastic taunts of his enemies, not to mention the taunts of those who were supposed to be his family and friends. He drank not only that cheap booze there, but he swallowed throughout his life the cup of agony time and time again. He not only there on the cross puckered at the flavor of that bitter swill offered to him, but he also winced at the tart taste of the Father forsaking him at that moment on the cross due to the sins of all humanity. Just a couple weeks ago, we heard in our readings how James and John came to Jesus and asked if they might sit at his right and at his left when he came into glory. Little did they know what they were asking for. For in essence, though they did not know it, they were asking to take the place of those two common criminals that hung one on each of Jesus' sides. When they asked, Jesus had asked them a question that probably seemed rather odd at the time. He asked them, do you think that you can drink the cup that I am about to drink? And while they responded yes, Jesus knew that they had no idea what they were signing up to swallow. The cup that they thought they would drink, they supposed, would be a sweet cup. But instead, it was shamefully sour. It was not served out of some sort of golden chalice fit for a king, but it was served on a soaked sponge lifted up on a hyssop branch. We learn on this night what is at the heart of our faith. We might say that our faith could simply be summed up in this way. Jesus drank the sour wine of suffering in order that we might drink the sweet chalice of salvation. That's the heart of why we are here this night celebrating. We recognize that Jesus drank the spirits of betrayal and pain and forsakenness. He was the one who deserved to drink the best of wine. 
but he did not. But he serves to us the best of wine. He serves to us forgiveness and life and salvation. What a great exchange he has graciously made with us. You see, that wine that Jesus drank, that sour wine, should have been placed into a cup etched with your name and with mine. For it was ours to drink in reality. It was made, after all, with the pressed poison of our sins, and it was aged to bitterness with our lack of repentance and faith. We are the ones who ought to have been stricken and smitten and afflicted by God. We are the ones who simply should have been left in the dust of death forever. We are the ones whom the Father should have forsaken and left behind. For if we are truthful, we know that our idols are many. And our love for one another often seems like it just came out of the deep freeze. The cup that we are blessed to drink through Christ is truly the one that he should have rejoiced to drink. For in that cup is the sweetness of every action of Jesus that was obedient to his heavenly Father, every last action he ever took. And it was aged to perfection with his perfect trust in his heavenly Father each day of his life, leading right up to his death. A sip of wine that sweet is what should have wet Jesus' lips if he were ever thirsty. For he's the one that never should have been forsaken, for he had no gods before his Father, and his love of his neighbor was the kind of stuff that heroic efforts, or epics rather, are written about and have been written about. Everything that has been spoken in this sermon is absolutely true. And yet we must ask the real question, which is this. Do we truly believe it all? Do you truly believe that because of your nature and because of the sins you have committed that you should drink a bitter cup of suffering and death? Or do you think that your life perhaps is at least good enough to escape such a death sentence? Do you believe that Jesus drank the sour cup of suffering for you years ago upon a hill called Calvary outside of the capital of Jerusalem? Or are you not sure that it all went down just as the scriptures suggest? Do you believe that because Jesus did all of this, you now get to drink the sweet cup of salvation forevermore? Or do you think that just sounds too good to be true? I suppose if you do not believe even one of those three things, well then this day will not seem so good to you. In fact, you could probably think of all sorts of other things to do on a Friday evening that you could say with a straight face, were good. Yes, if you do not believe these three things, well then you will leave here today having not been moved to repentance or faith. If you do not believe them, you'll probably just think this service is a little too long and a lot too somber. But the truth is, no matter what we feel about these things, they are true. 
They are things that are true, so true that they were predicted hundreds of years before they happened. Marvel again tonight as we hear the prophet Isaiah tell us about the specifics of the torments that Jesus would endure some hundreds and hundreds of years before they happened. Know again this night that these things literally happened in human history. Human history recorded even outside the Bible by those who had no interest in raising up Jesus as a king or a lord. Know that Pontius Pilate and Herod, the chief priests and the Pharisees, they all existed and they interacted with the Lord just as the scriptures say. And finally, know that all of these things should affect your life both now and for all eternity. So you should read about these things. You should have these things read to you. You should partake in the sacraments that bring them into your remembrance even as you receive God's grace. For these things are true, that you deserve death, that Jesus died for you, and that because he has died for you, you have salvation and life. Yes, Jesus there on the cross did the same thing in his last miraculous sign that he did in his first at that wedding in Cana. He had no concern for his own well-being, but heard only of the need of others. And he served the best wine last. He drank the sour wine of suffering in order that you might drink the finest wine in the world. The salvation that he has earned for you on the cross and the salvation that he delivers to you again this night anew. Don't let Jesus' drinking of that sour cup of suffering there on Calvary be in vain with regard to you. Instead, this night and each day, be found drinking in that sweet cup of Jesus' blood that satisfies every thirst forevermore. Amen.